This episode is sponsored by Big Daddy Graphics. Big Daddy Graphics is the only full-time, full-service Perrysburg spirit wear store in Perrysburg. They have two full-time graphic artists on staff to assist customers in creating eye-catching designs and full catalogs from the leading makers of quality garments, including Under Armour, Nike, Adidas, Holloway, Badger, among other top brand manufacturers. Big Daddy Graphics offers screen printing and embroidery for anyone from the sports world to the corporate one. They also offer promotional products emblazoned with logos. They can put your logo on nearly 1 million different types of promotional products, from coffee cups to golf tees, key fobs to lanyards, and hundreds of thousands of other products. So whether you live your life on the field or in the office, Big Daddy Graphics has you covered. To get started on your design, visit BigDaddy-Graphics.com. Let's start the show. Hey everyone, I'm Arminda Russell and this is Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Uh, I was wondering how you said that because. Yeah. Uh, Arminda. Was, Arminda. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Quite a tricky um, one. Yeah. 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 No, that's uh, w- when I found out, you know, how that came to be. I thought that was pretty cool, too. So um, the, the name that you have. Um, I went by Maddie forever and then, yeah. you know, I came out here and since I'm far enough away from my mom, it's not too confusing since we have the same name, you know, yeah, yeah. So I was like, why not? Let's give Armenda a try. And it, you know, I kind of like it. So it's stuck. Yeah. It's cool. It's unique. It's, it's, it, especially if you like have your own thing, like you do, it's, it's cool to have something unique like that. Yeah. It's kind of like a brand strategy, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the sure. first, so the, the first thing I have guests do is just, uh, let me know something you've been really nerding out about, something you've been really into, something, even if it's a movie, Ooh, or, uh, TV shows, a uh, hobby you do, if you're doing puzzles, uh, whatever. You know, the only thing it can't be is it can't be your job. So just something okay. that you got besides that that you've been really into lately. Well, my most recent, yeah, well, I love that. Um, especially the not, no work thing. You know, that yeah. was definitely something that I think everybody struggled with when we all got kind of locked inside, like what are our hobbies outside of work? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I picked up uh, roller skating. Oh. So not the blades, but the four skates. Um, that's been really fun lately. I live kind of uh, five minutes away from a boardwalk. So I'll take them down there. Um, try to get there during my lunch break, but normally it's just kind of for a quick skate after work. Um, but I, I'm a big self-help book, like worm. I, okay. I've been reading, I started, you know, with the 10 pages that everybody does, like the, with the 75 hard type of thing. And it actually kind of made me fall back in love with reading again, which is awesome. So I have a whole line of books. If you need any sort of recommendations for the self-help department, I'm your gal to hit up, that is for sure. <laughs> so, okay. So the, the two things, uh, A, wh- why did you choose roller skates? Because mostly nowadays people are choosing roller blades to do anything. Yeah. What is, what is up with, why, how'd you get to roller skates? Well, I'm going to sound super basic but i like the way they looked <laughs> okay that's, <laughs> that's fine lie. i mean i mean you have to yeah. start somewhere with it right you're like hey i like i like to look at these so i'm gonna put these on Why not? yeah and i always i knew how to rollerblade already so i wanted to kind of teach myself to do something new mm-hmm. the goal is to be able to learn how to dance i can do like one spin on them right now without completely eating grass you know but um yeah it's been pretty fun i don't know i feel like a kid again i wanted something kind of playful like a childhood inner child you know kind of thing but um it's been a really fun easy way to I, I think I smile like the whole entire time so <laughs> it's a good way to kind of get that you know muscle working <laughs> it, do you have friends that you roller skate with or is it a, mostly a solo thing yeah well I mean since I live in San Diego it's pretty mm-hmm. much always sunny there's actually a really big community that does uh, a ton of skate I'm sessions sure there is. Yeah. so yeah so we'll all like kind of meet up with each other during nice. sunset you know after work everybody kind of just like lets their inner child out and goes and skates up and down one person will have like a boom box or something somebody will be playing it off their phone it's the whole event it's really fun i want to get the glow heels because uh you know oh. then you can go at night and yeah. everyone can see it pretty cool so man that it is cool and I, I do like the fact that you're like you know bring out your inner child because every once in a while you know we're all adults and we're we're all like uh, we got, you know, go to our job and do this, do that. Every once in a while, it's fun. Just yeah. to be like, let's, let's do this. Let's do this fun thing that I really love that, that I, you're right. Like it, it just makes me very happy. And that's the whole point of this yeah. question is what makes people happy, you know? 
totally. Well, I love that. Yeah. And I think it's important to kind of tap into childhood. I think we're all like still children. You know, sure. we just have more responsibilities the older we get, <laughs> the more always, laps we do around the sun. <laughs> yeah, I, I always feel like like I, I'm a supervisor at Pearson Metro Park and I always feel like I'm still like 20. And I'm like, yes. I, sh I shouldn't be in this position. My, I have friends who are teachers and principals and all this like I, we we're, we're still like right out of high school. Right. How are we like in these important positions? It's weird. It's a weird feeling. So. I 100% I agree. Yeah. And the more more people I talk to about that topic, I think like we're all kind of collectively under the same agreement there. Yeah. Nobody really feels like their age. I think age is totally a mentality thing. So that's yeah. hilarious because I still yeah. feel the same way. <laughs> especially when I would imagine, especially when you come home and you're with your brothers, you're like, oh, I'm this, I'm, I'm this little sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm easily. Yeah. I instantly go back to like my 11 year old, you know, devious ways. And... That's awesome. It's a, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and and you, sure. talk, you, you talked about uh, self-help, self-help books and, and all that. Is there something that, that made you like gravitate towards that, like that genre of saying like, this is what I want to read, start reading? Yeah. Um, well, I think kind of being launched into a business owner, um, mm -hmm. I got laid off, which is kind of um, not the sole reason why I started my business. I always kind of knew I wanted that, especially with my parents. We all know them. Mm -hmm. Um but my mom, you know, kind of introduced me with that at a young age. So anytime I would feel stressed or overwhelmed or even just like get ready for school, she would always make us listen to self-help YouTube videos. Okay. <laughs> um, so subconsciously, I think growing up kind of just in that environment, I just naturally kind of gravitated towards this, towards that section because um, it was comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. I'm thankful for the hobby, that's for sure. But yeah. uh, I think it really developed in the re most recent, you know, since launching my business and things. It's kind of like uh, comforting to know that other sure. people have been in the same position that you've been in or you're currently in. So Yeah. And, and for those people who don't know, your parents own Big Daddy Graphics. Um, yeah. they've been on, they were on podcast. I don't, I should have wrote it now. I don't remember what number it was. Oh, yeah. What episode? Um, <laughs> I think it was in the 30s, but I can't remember for sure. But, uh, they yeah. uh they they i really have gotten really close with them and like uh almost like family because I, I go in there a lot i always buy buy christmas presents there every year and i'm always looking for something you know if i'm about uh, around town i'll just stop in and say hello and stuff so um, yeah and when they they talked about all of you basically your siblings you're like you're all entrepreneurs like just having this thing and i think it's cool because that's obviously that's where where it came from a little bit is from your parents now it has oh, to be definitely on, it has to be on you somewhat because you're the one doing it um yeah so so it, it, um let's go back in time a little bit i, I want to ask you about you um and you could talk about the job you got laid off from or or if, if yeah. you can't if you don't want to that's fine too but what was that job um and yeah and uh how that how was that a catalyst to what you're doing now yeah well um i love the job so i'm happy to talk about it it was a uh, marketing I was basically a social media manager. Um, so marketing firms, uh, it was the PR agency that kind of expanded into marketing and then it's expanded into, you know, the digital marketing aspect with like social media management and coaching things. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like a spearhead in their department, which was really awesome because it was social media at the time was still pretty new. I mean, there was departments being built and it was less of an intern's job and more of a, okay, let's actually take this serious, you know, okay. it's kind of with the, the shift to starting to shop online and with, uh, you know, social media is being able to tag products and posts, um, you know, clients started to take a lot of interest in it. Um, I worked in a really interesting market and it was actually, uh, you know, alternative wellness in California, if you know what I mean. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So uh, it was an interesting thing because, you know, like I said, my parents, uh, obviously they had, you know, big daddy graphics growing up, but they also were ex law enforcement. Yeah. So that was uh, quite, quite a conversation when they're like, you know, what's your first job? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I work in the cannabis industry for marketing. <laughs> so it was quite interesting, but um, gave me a lot of challenges because at the time, you know, you couldn't even talk about CBD and that was really most of my clients. So it gave me kind of a, a challenge to really develop an organic growth strategy for marketing. So, um, you know, less of paid social media posts and camp campaigns of that nature and more of just like really kind of making the connection again, which I'm happy because, you know, now with the pandemic, we're kind of seeing people more so follow people for the connection and less yeah. so for the marketing aspect of things. Um, but anyways, 
I digress. I'm kind of uh, <laughs> going on a no, no, that, there. That, that's, that's important because that's something I'm learning too is is yeah. uh, just it's it's hard to do this podcast and put out episodes and then do the video and and uh, audio editing yeah. and then post also post on social media like all the stuff is it's hard to do all the stuff and and slowly but surely I, I can add more and more but it's it, it it is and I understand why there's people why there's companies that hire people yeah. like yeah. you to do it because it's a lot of work Absolutely. I mean, I always say, you know, people are like, how do you come up with content ideas? Because I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking about it all day. You know, that is my job to come up with those ideas. So, and I've been in, you know, kind of the position, you know, there was a time where I was just kind of freelancing while I was doing my marketing job as well. I was freelancing more with people that I worked with during college um, that I've just kind of, you know, I was doing my parents stuff and a few of other people that I worked with from home. Um, And so, it was hard to kind of juggle everything and launch kind of, you know, a brand. And I didn't want my current agency to think that I was trying to steal clients because they were in the completely different, you know, category. So I, I mean, it was like a, it was kind of a hush hush thing for a minute. And then unfortunately, you know, the pandemic hit and Mm. um, the agency went fully remote. We had, you know, a beautiful downtown, you know, little Italy type of thing. I was totally living my Emily in Paris moment in little Italy. Um, but, um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, hard hit times hit and then uh, some people were let go. I still do some work with them. There's no bird burnt bridges by any means. So still a great company, but, um, yeah, it kind of stumbled me into doing my business, my freelancing thing kind of full time and just seeing if I could do the whole entrepreneur thing again. I tried once with a Mary Kay consultant business when I was 18 yeah, that was my first uh, business endeavor failure. Uh, but <laughs> I, 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 okay, I want to go back to that. I do have a few more questions because that that's yeah. interesting too. Um, yeah. So so when when you we talk, you talked about telling your parents about hey this is what I do I'm in the cannabis in- industry were you nervous about that or or were you like hey they know how it is out here in California? I was definitely nervous. I mean, yeah. I think my parents, their um, you know, their knowledge about cannabis was a little bit more impressive than I actually okay. thought, you know, they, they kind of knew that it was an up and coming, coming market. They knew the benefits of CBD and things like that. And, you know, I also think uh, my brothers have warmed them up to it a little bit. Okay. But luckily yeah. I was like the last kids not saying that they'd do that at all, but sure, sure. you know, I think that just like the, you know, the culture of it, they kind mm-hmm. of, um, they didn't freak out as much as I thought they were going to. I think they were just more excited that I found a job in a brand new city, you know, kind of more curious, I think, oh man, I don't have it with me around here, but uh, they sent me actually a little ornament my first Christmas here yeah. and it was a weed leaf. Oh really? And it was like, you know, like <laughs> decorated like a Christmas tree. So oh, I think they, awesome. they had, you know, all high spirits about it, but no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think, I think they took it well. Uh, yeah. They were just excited to see that I'm getting my foot in the door and things and actually did introduced me to a lot of awesome people that you know some people I still work with today so That's you never great. know where life is going to take you or your kids I guess in that matter <laughs> yeah yeah no you're you're right you're right um well uh, when did you move out to San Diego yeah so I graduated college in May of 2019 and I had a one-way ticket three days after graduation oh, kind of just what? packed it up and left <laughs> yeah did you, did you go but you went by yourself well, so my boyfriend, I live out here with him. Okay. He graduated a year before me and we both kind of, we tried out Miami for in, our senior year internships and we enjoyed it, but it wasn't kind of where we envisioned ourselves, like kind of planting roots and things. Not that our roots are kind of permanent in San Diego, but um, we, his sister lived out in LA. So we'd come out here for Thanksgiving every year. Oh, so okay. we kind of had the understanding that California was also pretty cool too. So we came out here, checked it out, uh, you know, LA style. And then I looked up, you know, best cities to find jobs basically after graduation. And it said San Diego was a, a big startup city. And I was like, let's go there. So he moved out four months before I did. Um, so it was an easy okay. transition. But when I, when I made it here, he had, you know, an Amazon box as his TV stand. <laughs> and he was, our, our cat was with him, you know. And so the cat litter box is also one of the pieces of, three furniture that he had and it was like a mattress topper was what he was sleeping on so it was it was definitely a struggle for a bit but happy now you know, yeah that we did yeah. it uh, yeah so first of all san diego is awesome i i went out there visited one of my friends my wife and i did and it was 
it was so awesome uh i would move out there but it's super expensive and I yeah, don't wanna, I don't move out there. um yeah <laughs> so so obviously before you moved out there is when you did the mary Kay thing now mary Kay to mm-hmm. me uh seems like a mid-level marketing uh kind of company definitely yeah okay so uh and all those things that like people do tupperware people do all these other things still and i, I don't understand uh, maybe I understand a little bit more with you because you're 18, but I don't understand when there's 40 year old women who signed up for these things. Uh, and I'm not yeah. saying like you were, you were oblivious to what was happening, Yeah. but you were right. younger and maybe you didn't have as much knowledge of, of what was going on, but it just, it seems odd to me that people still like get in these businesses. Well, you know, I think I, I agree. And I think it's lack of education because they just don't know how easy it is to start your own business. I mean, I, I say that with, uh, it's easy, but you have to have, you know, a lot of dedication and mental prep to do it. But, um, you know, if you're doing that for an MLM or, you know, pyramid, whatever, it's, you're already putting in that work. So you might as well just like, you know, file for your own LLC and figure out a formulation company. I mean, if you need one, I have one type of thing. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I met, I'm happy that I started it. Uh, I got into the business because my mom sold it when she was in her twenties. Okay. So she kind of was like a legacy, right? I always like knew that my mom sold Mary Kay's cosmetics at one point and me being the girly girl, she was a tomboy. I was like infatuated. I was like, I'm going to do that as soon as I can. So you have to be 18 to have, you know, your business with through them. So I waited till I was 18 and um, signed, you know, the papers, bought the whole inventory. And I was like, all right, here's my strategy. I'm going to, you know, kick it hard. Wow. I didn't realize, you know, owning your own business is actually a lot of mental work and putting yourself out there. It was, I think the biggest struggle for me and I didn't do it as much as my business needed. And then I kind of got stuck with my whole entire, I still think I have some Mary Kay cosmetics (laughs) from my 18 year old self. Yeah. None of them match my skin tone either. It's like, you know, (laughs) at this point, it's all like blue eyeshadows. And I'm like, oh, great. (laughs) Never going to use this. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I think it was a good learning lesson. But yeah, I mean, if I have advice for my 18 year old self, I I would say like, do it yourself. Mm -hmm. You can easily, you can easily start some website, you know, the rest falls into place. (laughs) I feel like uh, I'm gonna have the Mary Kay Mafia after me after after this conversation. (laughs) No, no, it's fine. I, I do it's see uh, every once in a while. I see, see those pink Cadillacs driving around. The, the, yeah, the Mary Kay I, thing on the back. I, it's tempting, man. I was like, it's pink Cadillac. That's kind of on brand for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, all right. So, so we went through your background, and, and I, I'm assuming the way you made it sounds like you're glad you did that thing with Mary Kay because it, it opened your oh, eyes yeah. to like what else is out there and how I can start my own business and stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I was, you know. I think it got me started on the whole, oh my gosh, what if I was my own boss, you know, thought process. So, you know, obviously I still went to school and things that's pretty common. You know, Mm -hmm. you think about, okay, you get the big corporate job afterwards and people don't talk about like, what if you're in that corporate job and you're like, oh man, this isn't really what I wanted or what I signed up for, you know, and then you're kind of lost. So I'm, I'm happy that, you know, not saying that I was kind of in that position, but I still always had that seed. Like, what if I could do this myself in the back of my mind? You know, so I think like when I did get laid off, you know, it wasn't like the end of my world. It was kind of beginning almost in a sense. Yeah. Like, okay, well, maybe I could take my Mary Kay self out of the closet again and (laughs) really work my business this time and actually try, you know. So I never failed with Mary Kay. I don't know if I would have launched an LLC. So yeah, happy I oh, work for them. Yeah, that's, imp- that's important. Um, I, I have a huge thing with, with college. Um, I understand people that people want to go and it's useful for some people, but for some people mm-hmm. it's not useful. Um, right. do, do you use, or, um, how, how, I don't know, I don't want to phrase it poorly, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, are you glad you went to college and is it beneficial for what you're doing right now? <laughs> Yeah, um, I am. I'm, I'm happy I went because I don't think I would have gotten my um, internship with Royal Caribbean, which was really fun. I did. That was like my internship that I did in Miami to test it out if I wanted to move there. So I don't think that opportunity obviously would never have happened without Uh just saying that I was in the process of getting the piece of paper. 
Um, I think the piece of paper did open up certain opportunities versus not having it. Do I think it was absolutely necessary to, for me to get to be where I'm at now? No, by any means, no. I well, think well, that, that's, such, that's such a good answer. I, know. I, I, do, I do like that answer. It's very good because, because you're right. Internships don't happen if you're not in college, yeah. right? So that's important. Um, yeah. it's in, for some people, it is important to have that piece of paper. But ultimately, if you went from 18-year-old Arminda to now, um, and you don't need it. Is, is what you, it yeah. sounds like is what you're saying but those experiences yeah. in the middle um kind of shaped what you're doing now yeah definitely yeah. i mean it you know, i'm the type of person positive or negative situation there's always a learning lesson out of it so um you know positive things of college and also there's you know some negative situations i'm in debt <laughs> which <laughs> nobody likes yeah. um you know, and that's, you know, forever looming over your head, which many of us feel. And sometimes I think, you know, what if I didn't go and was didn't have that student debt and did launch my business sooner, you know, I feel like maybe I would have been in a different spot too. I don't regret how I did it at all. Um, I think, you know, I met a lot of people. I met my boyfriend mm -hmm. in college, yeah. <laughs> met a lot of cool people. I had a lot of cool experiences. So I think, you know, socially, I'm happy that I went, but um, education wise, I mean, I think I look, my dad always had like this amazing kind of analogy for school and, you know, gen general education versus school. Um, it's, or general knowledge versus edu general education. And it was that, you know, education just like gives you, you're like the lump of clay now on, on the wheel ready. They're going to like put you on the clay. They're going to take you from off, you know, out of the ground, they're going to mine you into a person. Mm -hmm. Post-graduation is, you know, whoever you work for, whatever education materials that you're reading, self-help, whatever your you know path is, that's going to sculpt you into the, the, you know, sculpture that you actually are going to become. So yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but in my head, I'm a very visual person. So I think, you know, school, yes, I think it's important to teach us manners socially, whatever. I don't think it's absolutely necessary to make you into a pretty picture. Yeah. And, and that's a, a very fair point. And, um, like I said, it's, that was a, that was a really good answer. And, Thanks. uh, <laughs> especially for a question that maybe you didn't, you did you probably didn't Ooh, know yeah, you that's answer, I, left field. You know? I was like, Ooh, okay. My dad's going to watch me later. I do think I, knowledge is power, but I think you can get it from multiple sources. Yeah. Well, I, I, I hear yeah. people saying, you know, you can uh, rent the same textbooks from the library that you get in college, you know, but you just don't have that yeah. piece of paper. You know, you just get the well, information. Actually, you'd from. probably actually read the textbooks if you personally rented them and were, you know, <laughs> yeah. taking that action. Yeah. <laughs> I remember having college textbooks that I'm like, oh man, I'm going to look up the, in the index to where I should be at right now, <laughs> you know, type of <laughs> situation. So yeah, I don't know. I think I did take some classes in school. You know, I developed writing skills and things, but that's mm. all just practice too. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, yeah. you mentioned, uh, not having any regrets to, you know, that's, I think that's important, important, wherever you're at in life, you got there for a reason or, or be based yeah. on decisions you made good or bad. Uh, I think everyone, like I have some regrets, but there's, they're kind of dumb. Like, man, how come I didn't know about Bitcoin when it first came out? Kind of stuff like that. Right. right? That everyone yeah. wants, wants to think uh, about. Same. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I had a couple people ask me, especially when I, when I, um, I think when I, like shortly after I got married, I got married when I was 23, but, uh, they asked like, do you regret not playing football in college? Cause I had opportunities mm -hmm. to do that. I just, I didn't want to, it was, I, I liked football. I didn't love it. Um, so yeah. they asked if I regret it. I said, no, because there's no way I would have met my wife if I played football and there's no way I would have right. the kids I have and the life I have now, you know, that that's yeah. a huge thing that I didn't do. Would it have been fun? Probably, but I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, definitely. I think in that's important to like carry that mentality is important to carry into your decision-making, even if it's like, should I have another cup of coffee or not? You know, mm. Eat every little thing that you're doing is a co-creation of writing your story. You know, it's like you're manifesting pretty much. I hate yeah. using that word because it sounds so like hippy dippy, but <laughs> no, you know, I mean, you really are. You, I mean, putting that thought process out there and knowing that I'm sound and my, myself, myself mm -hmm. and my decision-making is going to turn you into, have you a life that you look back on? You're like, no, I don't regret anything. You know, as long as you stay to yourself, yeah. true to yourself. There you definitely. Go. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I do want to talk about your current business now. So after, yeah. after you got laid off from the cannabis company, um, immediately where you're like, 
this is what I want to do. And I'm going to start my own thing because you, you, you kind of said you were having a, a side, uh, side hustle with this. So, so did you jump yeah. right into this? Like 100% here, here we go. Um, not really. <laughs> okay. So I, um, I knew kind of in my head that I wanted to continue freelancing. Um, at the time it was not, you know, kind of a full blown registered LLC. I didn't even have a name for it. I was just kind of doing it word of mouth through the side yeah. on the side. Um, and so but then started kind of the brainstorming of visualized creative. I was, I had two names for it. Actually, it was going to be apostrophe media because the Arminda apostrophe or oh, that's, oh, visualized that's cool. creative. I like yeah, I know. I, I no, I do. So apostrophe <laughs> media, nobody take that. It's so much. Well, they're both, they're yeah. both really good. Uh, but, but <laughs> Thank it, you. Yeah. 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 So I, I always had kind of both of those, those were saved in my notes. I think I wrote the, both of those names down in like 2018, like just when I was oh, like, I should sure. have my own business one day, you know, uh, my notes app is like filled of one day, maybe I'll write a book. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like my notes to myself. They're some are crazy. I don't think I'm publishing those, but um, those are the best yeah. ones. <laughs> right. I'm trying to give that connection, right? Share the real self. Just, but, just, uh, just start a, uh, just start a, a anonymous Twitter account and just start tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that gets bigger than my actual business. Yeah. I'd be like, great. Um, <laughs> it's me, everybody. It's me. It's yeah, me. Hey, you guys. Follow my other account. No. <laughs> um, All right. Sorry. You're, yeah. You're so, no, you're fine. I, yeah. So I just kind of fell into it. I was, um, it kind of toying around. I was on unemployment at the time, obviously, since I just got laid off, I was like, Oh my gosh, what do I do? And that was like the normal thing at the time, but, um, not docking that at all. It just emotionally did not make me feel good. So it's like, mm. you know, what? I'm just going to invest that into an LLC. At least it's an investment, you know, who cares? If I don't even like, I didn't put pressure on myself. I think that was like a big thing. I was like still looking for, you know, full-time jobs. Nothing was hiring at that time. Unfortunately, sure. that was August of, or, um, yeah, end of July of 2020. Okay. So everything was shutting down. Yeah. Like we are still in quarantine mode. You know, nobody was hiring basically. So I was like, great. So <laughs> it kind of, you know, forced me to really take my myself seriously, trust that gut feeling. And I registered my LLC on August 13th, 2020. So um, almost going up on two years, which is yeah. crazy. But um, yeah, so ever since then, you know, I launched it and it was not easy by any means, you know, a lot of mental thing, just going from having to be your own boss and really, you know, you say you're doing something, you have nobody to keep you accountable when you're first launching your own business. It's like, you really got to show up for yourself. And I think mm -hmm. that was like a big part that I struggled with. Same kind of thing with the Mary Kay. And I was like, you know what, maybe I just do this on the side. So I tried to go to get a recruiting job in the beginning of last year. That I lasted there for three months. What, 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 why, what happened? You just, it just, just wasn't for you? I gave up on myself and uh, I was mentally just not prepared for like that, I think, emotional baggage. Okay. So it wasn't that, you know, I didn't like the, I made great money. I was a healthcare recruiter staffing, you know, the pandemic. So it yeah. was pretty fruitful and it was hard to financially leave that. But I was, you know, like, I had that seed still. And at that point, that seed was already grown into like a baby, an actual LLC. And I was just, you know, kind of doing one of these things like, oh my God, it's gonna, it's gonna haunt me. Maybe, so, you, maybe you were subconsciously sabotaging yourself. Yeah, I did. I, I definitely subconsciously sabotaged. So I put my two weeks in there and never really kind of looked back since. And thank goodness I didn't do the unemployment this time. I was kind of just like, you know what, this is, this is it. So mm -hmm. Thank goodness. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, and now here we are. Yeah. That's, so. that's, I think that's my eventual step is LLC. I talked to my, uh, yeah. my, uh, sister-in-law who's a paralegal and, and we were talking about it a little bit, but, uh, eventually, you know, that's just yeah. another, another thing, you know, that I, that I want to do, but it, it seems so like for you, uh, you know, luckily you found this, you found that recruitment job. You're like, man, yeah. this is cool. You know, I'm making more money. And then to just leave it behind, it seems, and I, I said it to other entrepreneurs, like, it just seems really scary. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. felt delusional. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did. I felt delusional. And only because, not that I don't have a beautiful support system. And actually, mm -hmm. my parents were like, leave the job, do your own business. You know, they're entrepreneurs. <laughs> That's awesome. so That's they're, awesome. Yeah, they're super used to it. And which helps, definitely, you know, you kind of have them cheering you on. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, we were there too. So 
but everybody else was like, at, especially at the job, um, they're all my friends because it's my boyfriend's recruitment company. So, um, oh. or not, he doesn't own it, but he works yeah. there. So yeah. I know a lot of the people and, you know, it was really comfortable. I was all work from home. Um, I felt like I was helping out in the pandemic. So it, yeah. it was really hard to leave. And, you know, I think it's being honest with yourself, like, okay, do you, is this your life purpose? So I took a course with Tony Robbins, um, another self-help thing that I highly suggest everybody do. If it's not Tony Robbins, at least take some sort of immersion, immersion course. Mm -hmm. uh, mine was virtual and I did it for three days straight. And it was, you know, a lot of amp up and guest speakers and things. But one thing that he had us do was like a vision um, or like a visionary experiment. And it was basically, you know, act like you're standing there looking at yourself in the mirror. We have our like little Tony Robbins eye masks on and things. And he asks, you know, what do you look like in 10 years? What do you look like in 20 years? And talk to yourself, you know, and every single time I met myself, you know, in whatever increment time that he was saying was always an entrepreneur or a business owner, you know, working on this, have a client over here, just got this, you know, talking about like my business and none of it said recruiting. So mm, yeah. I was like, well, I think like, maybe that was my future self actually saying that, or maybe I just really had an epiphany knowing that I was kind of like faking it to myself because I didn't want to do the hard, scary thing of mm. owning your own business and putting yourself out there. But I knew, I, you know, I always say, if you can't stop thinking about it, don't stop working for it. It was kind of one of those things, you know, I just like, it was constantly something that I was trying to subconsciously block and I just couldn't do it anymore. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so, so you put your two weeks in, you, started visualize creative. So when you first start, do you have clients? Well, well you know, let, let me back up for a minute. What, yeah. what is it exactly that you do? Um, you know, I, I understand it's social media stuff, but what is it yeah. exactly you do for people or, or that you wanted yeah. to do for people? Yeah. So, um, with my social media manager background, um, I actually went to journalism school for public relations. Okay. So I knew I liked you know, I was kind of more of like the branding and writing aspect of things. I liked, you know, connecting people with bigger publications and that type of thing. So I knew social media could, you know, work in that nature. So I wanted an agency that really only focused on social media and not so much like PR, marketing, creative, all in one. It was kind of more of just like, let's specialize in one thing. I think one of my biggest complaints with working in social media in the corporate setting was one person was doing everything. So my goal was to get, you know, people specialized, you know, one person is an engagement specialist, one person is the content creator, and one person creates the brand identity and schedules mm -hmm. and things like that. When you first start, that's all you. <laughs> but yeah. um, so like you said, I mean, it is a lot. It's a, it's a t definitely a full time job. And then you're kind of worrying about attracting clients on top of that. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not easy. It's a lot of putting yourself out there. Um, I always prop my pitching efforts. They increased. So like I said, I, I launched the LLC August of 2020. Mm -hmm. um, I left my recruitment agency the beginning of pretty much last year. So 2021 or yeah, June of 2021. So I already had my LLC launched. I had one client and I was making $200 a month <laughs> okay. and in California. Go that far. Get you a couple, cu <laughs> so couple just, cups of coffee. Yep. Pay for my car rent that I just like park on the sidewalk, you know, or oh, the no. side of the street, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, it was definitely difficult, and there is a lot of like faking it till you make it type of thing. Uh, I would, I was just like posting on my account, you know. I, thank goodness that I did my parents' social media for a little bit because at one point they're my only client, <laughs> you know. So I think you know being too proud to take a client on for free to just start a portfolio. I was lucky enough to have a portfolio and then really kind of use my own business as content as a way to market my portfolio as well. Okay. Um, I got my first two clients through TikTok actually. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, they found me through TikTok videos. I don't know how, but it was all through just like social media marketing tips. So it's like, you never really know what video is going to find a client or at least, mm -hmm. you know, pique somebody's interest. Hopefully I'm in somebody's like saved folder somewhere and they'll eventually just work with me. You know, I'm just subconsciously yeah. there. But um, yeah, I think it was just, it was a lot of guerrilla marketing really. And then I used um, freelancer websites. So like Upwork, 
to get clients and uh, Fiverr and things Fiverr, like that. Yep. So okay. I would, I would kind of like poach them on there and be like, Hey, by the way, you know, sign up for monthly packages. If you like this one thing that I did for you and I ended up working out, it's kind of just working with the masses, the numbers mm -hmm. and kind of going from there. Yeah. I, I just uh, actually did like a written interview and I said, you know, you kind of just fake it each day you show up and you're like, okay, I'm going to sign a client today. Even if you don't, you eventually do start signing clients, you know, daily, weekly, whatever. And by, you know, a year later, you're kind of in the middle of your whole entire LLC you just started. So it's definitely a process and it's not lucrative. Most businesses aren't at first. Um, but if you're willing to take a pay cut for your passion, then definitely do it. You know, that, that is celebrating like little things like like you said hey i'm gonna sign a client today you don't but then the next day i'm gonna sign a client and you do like hey let's yeah. you know let's make some cupcakes and celebrate this thing or whatever you oh, know yeah I, that, that's one thing i've gotten really uh really good at and, and my wife helps me too because I, I remember last year probably about this time uh you know doing this podcast and everything and and she mm -hmm. asked me she's like how many downloads do you have and it was like 3343 or something and so yeah. she, she, she baked me a cake and had like, uh, congrats on, on 3000, whatever oh. downloads, you know? So it was cool, you know? And then, yeah. just, you know, I, I even tell kids when, if it's coaching track or coaching football, you know, celebrate like little things because yeah, in track, you might've not got first place, but you, you said got a personal record. So let's celebrate better that than thing. yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes you want to keep doing more and more because of that good feeling you have just having this little tiny celebration even if it's for five minutes you know take take a yeah. break if you're sad or, or unhappy with how everything's going but this one thing happened take five minutes celebrate this thing get some good momentum flowing and, and, and keep going oh, yeah. because all those things are, are so important to especially if you have your own business to, to like just it, it, like you said it's hard so if you're down in the in the in the gutter all the time or that's how you're feeling like all these things can lift you out instantly even if it's yeah. a little bit Definitely. You know, progress is, is happiness, whether you're working with a client or yourself. So taking the time to track your progress, I think is always, it's kind of like futuristic thinking, but always super important, you know, so, you know, for instance, track, I'm not, I've never been a track runner in my <laughs> entire life, but like, you know, you're, you're, you time your race, you time it. And then you, you track that. And then the next time you track that again and you see, Oh my, my gosh, I shaved off two seconds, or I don't yeah. know if that's really impressive or whatever, but you know, you do the same thing with business or, you know, maybe when it came to reading, it was super hard for me to get back into reading. And I was even a words person. My mind was just so loud and I could not mm. shut it up to sit down and read even a page and actually compre comprehend the whole entire thing. You know, I'd go back and reread the same paragraph over and over again. But now it's like 20 minutes goes by and I'm just like zoned into a book. It's all about understanding how far you've come um, because there, you've got forever to go. Everybody's got forever to go, you know, and appreciating that we only have now to feel good. So, you know, if you're think if you're anxious, you're thinking too about too much about the future. If you're regretful, you're thinking too much about the past. Being happy is understanding you made it this far and you, you know, you're just getting better each day. And I think that's important to have that mentality going into anything, whether it's waking up to go to school or, <laughs> you know, or going to, going, going to, sh uh, shovel all the snow we're about to get here in Ohio. I heard. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. so much. I know. I told, I told my mom, I was like, you know, today was, um, about 70 <laughs> degrees, I think. So where, where's the uh, rent jump? I think for sure. When I hear yeah. blizzards are coming. Yeah. You know, I don't mind it. I have, uh, most of my family lives in Texas and one of my aunts posted like, uh, about our storms coming up or the last storm we had like why would anybody want to live in ohio and i i just comment i go i'd much rather be cold for three months than hot for nine months so i'm, yeah. I'm good here <laughs> i'm good here oh are you are you a hot type of guy yeah oh, oh my I, gosh i I, uh, I i would i i sweat horribly i i don't like being i mean i work outside um uh, but i don't i also don't like wearing sunblock so i always have long sleeves on and pants on um but yeah, I, I, I don't mind the whole cold. conundrum you got. Yeah, 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 definitely. I don't mind the cold because <laughs> it's only here for a little bit. Uh, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I, I don't want to live my life when it's 100 degrees for 30 days in a row. So. No, I, I get that. See, yeah. to me, it was like the cold was just, well, I went to BG. So yeah. you know how windy that campus oh, yeah. is. It was yeah. just like, you know, your contacts are like freezing to your eyes. You're like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> 
I could literally live on a beach right now. God forbid you so. go out uh, with wet hair. Oh my God. Yeah. My hair would like freeze to class, like walking in the wind, you know, like, yeah. wow, I look like, like Mr. Freeze or whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, so I, I have a question about your, you said packages for your business. Like, Hey, you want to buy a package? I'm assuming that has to do with like how many social media accounts, how much I'm posting and how much I'm helping you all this stuff. Right. Yeah. So I have two ways that I have, um, like subscription models, if you will. So um, you can buy a package and that one has a certain amount of posts included with your strategies, style guide and all that fun stuff. Um, a marketing one-on-one -on -one call with me where I even coach you on some content, some trending ideas for the upcoming months and things um, and an analytic report. So those are kind of those and it depends on how frequently. So say you want to post, you know, twice a week and you're just kind of starting your brand. You don't want to go too deep into anything, but you just want to get a profile ready for when you do start, you know, hitting full gears blast. Um, there's the first few levels for that. And then you have full social media management, which is that top tier. Um, and you pretty much get about a post a day. Um, and that's when, you know, you kind of get more access to me. So it kind of depends on what's working for your brand, what your strategy is. And I can obviously, you know, help coach you along those lines. Or if you want some sort of like more of a marketing help outside of just social media management, um, I do like a subscription or a contractor model. So that's where I have like an hourly rate and I'll track mm. hours, hours for the month and things like that. So, you know, I can build websites and do your social media management. That's kind of where I would suggest that contractor model. Um, or if you want me to just do coaching and social media, that's kind of uh, more of like a outlined package where I can help you out with that too. Everything's customizable. I hate brands that are just like cookie cutter. You yeah. still get access to me at all levels. Um, and also you can sign up for trending Tuesday reports. I pu publish them once a week on Tuesdays, um, once a week or twice a month. I try to post yeah. them once a week, but, um, and basically that goes off of, you know, what's going on with social media updates, what's trending on TikTok, um, kind of gives you some sound ideas and video ideas to use. So if you're not ready to invest in any of that, you know, at least sign up for the free reports. It, so let's say I, I come to you and like, Hey, I want you to run my social media. Do you basically just, um, with, with one of those things, you basically just take over all the social media that I own already. And, and do we work together to say what you're posting or you just post on my behalf or how, or how would that work? Yeah. So, um, basically what happens is we'll go through the an onboarding process. It's pretty much a get to know me process where mm -hmm. I get access to your logos, any sort of photos or branding assets that you have that you would like to publish any old interviews that you would like to pull quote from and things like that. Basically all the content you think that I could use on social media, I'll get access to that right up in front in the beginning. Then I'll build out a month of content for you for social media. Um, depending on your package level, if we're doing a contractor level, um, we'll, you know, kind of work on the strategy during our first call together. I'll send over, you know, kind of a quick little outline of what's going on um, with your, I call them content pillars. Mm -hmm. Content pillars are basically three to four um, groups or topics that will kind of cycle through to help create content. Um, it's a really easy way to, I don't know if your brain works like mine, but you can kind of block schedule, if you will, your content. So, you know, you're working on if you're a wellness client, you know, healthy recipes, and then you can just pick out four recipes, you know, that's one post a week for recipe content. So um, we'll kind of work on that. And if I need content from you, I then coach you on what I need, you know, say, set up your phone and this camera angle okay, <laughs> and things like right. that, please use the back of your phone, you know, cause that, that camera is better and things like that. So I'll help you kind of walk you through that process. Then we'll get a month of content all done for you. You'll get the approval process where you take a deep dive look at the captions, take a look, look at the hashtags, you know, tag people if you want, and then um, we schedule it. So then it's all pretty much automated. And then throughout the month, you know, you can add to it, revise it, whatever you need, but then we work on the next month. So you always have like kind of a month of buffer. Man, that seems, uh, that seems hard. And I would see why people would hire you to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Just, just yeah. based on the little bit that I do, I was like, man, that's, that's a lot it's fun. It's fun for me. You know, it doesn't feel like work, but yeah, it can definitely get overwhelming when you're doing that all by yourself and, you know, worrying about accounting or payroll or, you know, going to school full time or going to your job during the day. It's definitely helpful to hire your weaknesses. With social media, it can be 
24 hours, right? You can do it whenever you want. Do you, are you able to find like a happy balance work, homework balance as far as like, Hey, I do social media these times, or is it just like, Hey, throughout the day, you're just doing something. Yeah. Um, work-life balance is definitely always a a challenge. I think it's more of like work-life integration than anything. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with turning off my I have um, an app that I use for my work phone. And then I also have an app to use to, you know, you schedule things and of that nature. So like posts and things. So I'll normally turn off notifications during on the weekend, or if I know, you know, I'm going out to a happy hour, I'm not going to have my phone buzzing the whole entire time. Cause then I'm just going to be worrying about, you know, getting back to those notifications. I'm totally a people pleaser. So it's hard for me to um, make people wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think in the beginning, it was easy to burn out, but it's important to know that even if it is stressful to turn off, it's still way more beneficial to feel stressed for like 30 minutes while you decompress and actually have the rest of your evening. So you feel refreshed the next day. Um, it's easy for me. I, it, it, every time Monday comes around, I always want to work till like 10 o'clock at night um, just to get the a head start on the week, but I always end up, even when I do that, I always end up feeling burnt out by, you know, Thursday. So it's important to have that cut off, go to the gym, take care of yourself, fill up your own cup so you can fill up the rest of everyone else's, you know, from something yeah. full. Yeah. That's, so that's, I think, yeah, it's, it's hard. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, with my job I have, I, you know, it's, it's six thirty to two thirty, and I'm done with it. Every once in a while I got to answer emails or phone calls. That's not a huge deal. But uh, this yeah. podcast, like tonight after the podcast, I'll immediately go edit the audio, uh, edit the video, yeah. especially this week um, because of the snow. I'm going to have to work a lot. So, uh, yeah. I, and so I'm sitting on my couch. It'll be nine o'clock. I'm editing or whatever. And, just, yeah. and then me and my wife are watching TV. So all that. I know at some point, like if it's a year two, five years from now, like I'll be able to either have someone do that for me or have other time to do That's to do nice. that stuff, you know, but but right now. Yeah you know, like with your business right now, you have to do all this stuff. But yeah, it, it, like you said, it's still important to uh, take care of yourself and, and tr- you know, make sure you're, you're with yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. yeah, because because our, our kids go to bed, we get a couple hours together at night, and then we go to bed. So yeah, right. you're like, Oh, see, I see you next Tuesday when we can actually <laughs> hang out, you know, or I Yeah, I know, I think it, it's, it's hard. And I think, especially with when it comes to having a boss and things, standing up for yourself and keeping those boundaries is even harder, especially when other people don't always respect, you know, nine 30 on a Friday night, please don't text me about a social media post that you want in two weeks from now, you yeah. know, wait till Monday <laughs> at least. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's hard lever- leveraging expectations with other people when you're onboarding during that onboarding process, I think is vital to any, um, you know, business owner, especially when you're going into like a contract where it's kind of an extended time. Um, you know, saying here are my office hours, if you will, I'm still available if you absolutely need me, but like, mm-hmm. these are my boundaries, blah, blah, blah type of thing. So it's, it's kind of on you as a business owner to, and you as an employee, you as a, you know, student, whatever it is to establish those boundaries. And then you're the only one that can really uphold those, you know? So keeping that promise to yourself, I think is going to in turn kind of boost your own self-confidence. Cause you're like, man. Yeah, I'm not going to answer that text back on 9:30. I'm gonna or that DM, which I love the post. Sometimes it's hard because I'll even want to respond back because I'm like, oh, that's a great idea, but I'm like, no, my boundaries. You know, yeah. I got to wait till Monday morning. Yeah. So, so that's why when, yeah, I would, when I would message you and you wouldn't message me back for three days, and I was cussing you out. <laughs> and I, no, I'm just kidding. I just kidding. <laughs> I know. Listen, I get no. so many DMs. Actually, I'm sure you do. My- yeah. I have all my Instagram um, notifications turned off because if I don't, my phone rings like twice a second. I don't even know how it does it. It's just like constantly going off for Instagram stuff, which is a great time to have. That means my clients are thriving, but I'm like, oh my God, get away. I I, I always think about that with, with really famous people always getting tagged and stuff or people commenting on their posts. Like, ugh. They have to have those notifications turned off. If they don't, I mean yeah more power to them they have better willpower than i do i would yeah. be on my phone all day i'd be like my bags would be down to here you know underneath my eyes uh oh, need, all right yeah. yeah it's uh yeah I, but um 
they wouldn't get the satisfaction of someone responding to them like "Ooh, someone commented on my post no one ever comments on my posts yeah exactly yeah, exactly yeah. yeah no it's nice definitely to mm. make sure you respond back to everybody for sure if yeah. it takes 48 hours more more power to you you can do it quicker but yeah, uh yeah. make sure you at least like the message you know <laughs> yeah yeah there you go yeah <laughs> um if people want to uh you know hire you how can people get a hold of you so you can head over to my website um, at visualizecreative.co, C-O, not com. Mm -hmm. um, or you can head over to my Instagram at visualizecreative, and that's where I'm at. You can shoot oh. email, all of it's linked to that. Um, yeah, and we can kind of get the process started. If you need a customized quote, we can work on that too. I'm kind of here to make anybody's life easier, so. I'll, I'll uh, put your website and your Instagram in the show notes too. So people can click on it uh, if they want to get awesome. a hold of you. Um, thanks so much uh, for coming on the podcast. Uh, yeah. I, know, I know it's a good one. When I, when I look at the clock, I'm like, oh man, it's been an hour already. So, uh, oh my gosh, have we? Yeah, it's been yeah. fun. This yeah, has been awesome. It, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I, uh, um, I do enjoy like every once in a while when you put those videos out, like I like listening to them because it, it is good information um yeah when, when you put all that stuff out so hopefully if anything you get some you get some uh followers on that so they can also uh find that information uh useful um did, did you yeah. say you're on tiktok also i am on tiktok yep it's okay. everything's at visualize creative um, so they can find if you're looking for there. me personally um i post like fun wellness content and just what i'm doing in san diego that's at armenda madison or just armenda so Perfect. i'll send you those links too if you need yeah yeah uh thanks again armenda it was uh, it was great talking to you yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, good luck on the blizzard. Hopefully it doesn't shut you in too much this week. And uh, hopefully chat soon. Yeah, thanks. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It means the world to me if we can get this podcast off the ground and running. You don't have to share the whole, all the episodes. Just share one you like. Uh, one podcast, uh, if you share one, could turn into a subscriber down the road. So any little bit helps. Uh, my my Gmail is the Nerdball Podcast at gmail.com. I'm on all the social medias Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find me at Twitter at the Nerdball Pod. Instagram is the Nerdball Podcast, and Facebook is a page at the Nerdball Podcast. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.